what's happening everybody justin bridgewater's finest on youtube blockbuster underscore guy on twitter fueled as always by the incredible folks at nerd tees and welcome to week 12 of my weekly nfl football pick show for the 2022 nfl regular season and postseason our dirty dozenth week doing these live streams i hope you've been enjoying them i know i certainly have they brought a whole new element to this game here and i've been really really appreciating it so how did we do in week 11 where do we stand to the season so far and how does that lead us in to the thanksgiving weekend slate of games happy turkey week to all of my friends south of the 49th parallel so in week 11 went nine and five straight up not going to argue with that uh too often nine and five makes me 95 68 and one on the season just under 58 percent straight up uh obviously cruising to get that closer to 60 here in the next couple of weeks i think that's more than achievable for us now unfortunately against the spread and over under I did take a step back and uh, certainly against the spread, we've had a nice little run here over the last month, I think four straight weeks of at least 500. But against the spread, I went 5-8-1 in week 11, which actually knocks my record a game under 500 on the season, 79-80-5. Now on the totals, I was six and eight. So I was also under 500 there as well. Even money on that record at 82 and 82. My platinum, gold, silver, and bronze picks, my top picks from week 11. They also kind of relatively struggled last week. Only went five and seven across those picks. The bronze pick was one and two, now 19, 13, and one on the year. The Chiefs beat the Chargers, but Buffalo failed to cover against the spread, and the Rams and Saints failed to stay under their point total. The silver pick, which is two and one, remains my strongest pick on the season so far at 21 and 12. So that's doing exceptionally well. Uh, the Giants lost to Detroit, but Carolina covered against the spread and the Panthers and Ravens stayed under on the point total last week. The gold pick and the platinum pick were also only one and two in week 11. The gold pick now 17, 15, and one on the year. The platinum pick 19, 13, and one equaling the record for the bronze. In the gold pick, the Bengals did beat the Steelers, but the Giants obviously failed to cover against the spread and the Bengals and Steelers actually failed to stay under their point total. With the platinum pick, Buffalo beat Cleveland. That game, of course, taking place in Detroit. The Chiefs, however, failed to cover against the spread, and the Cowboys and Vikings failed to go over their point total. Well, not well, certainly wasn't Dallas's fault. Taking a look at the Bridgewater's Finest straight up pick em pool for season 11 of this show. I moved back a little bit, 10th place now out of 36, dropping three spots. I was 7th at the end of last week. 811 of 1,311 possible confidence points. It's just under 62%, and I'm starting to push the leader. I only trail the lead here by 37 points, I believe. So definitely starting to push up on the people at the top of this pool. I did bring in 75 of 100 five confidence points last week for just under 71 and a half percent was not good enough to win the week however shout out to our week 11 winner anthony simone who goes 11 and 3 straight up last week 94 of 105 possible confidence points a clip of 89 and a half percent so an excellent performance there from anthony simone 
AIM 2022 continues to lead the way, 98-65-1, and one, so three games up on me, 848 out of 1,311 possible confidence points, a clip of 64.7%. Anthony Simone wins week 11, and AIM 2022 continues to pace the field. We got Martin in the chat now too. Thank you, Martin, for stopping in yet again. Justin, I'm sorry you didn't choose the Commanders over the Texans. 13 point spread. Uh, again, those those numbers, those numbers, those numbers, those numbers. I I'm also falling into a trap with the Houston Texans. We'll 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 talk about it a little bit later. But I'm I'm falling into a Texans trap. We're going to take a peek now into Fantasy Corner, which is, of course, presented by the Dynasty Trade Calculator. My affiliate link to the DTC is available in the description to this live stream, and it is one of the absolute best resources available to you online for Dynasty, Keeper, and Long-Term Fantasy Football. You get trade evaluations, player rankings podcasts it does not matter how your league is configured the dtc makes it work for you giving you specified curated rankings and trade evaluations to make you a better dynasty and keeper fantasy football manager like it has done for me i've won championships with the help of the dynasty trade calculator you can too for as little as three dollars you can gain access to this incredible tool and my affiliate link is down below now I actually made the DTC proud this past week. I picked up wins in both the Professionals Dynasty Fantasy Football as well as the Anti and Co Dynasty Fantasy Football League. I beat Keith in the Professionals League to move my record up to 2 and 9, no longer in the basement of that league, so hurrah. And I picked up an underdog win over Stephen Docklove who is was one of the top couple of uh teams in the league up to that point i beat him fairly soundly to move my record to six and five now i've got week 12 matchups coming up against conrad in the professionals and brian in the anti and co it's a projected loss for me right now against conrad one of the better rosters in the league with brian it's too close to call i think it's within four or five points either way so too close to call on that one couple of tough matchups coming up i really need to win in anti and co because we're getting very close to the playoffs and there's not much margin for error there and i'll take this opportunity as i always do to remind you that if you go to the description of this live stream or of the vod the description of the audio file on whatever your podcast format is however you interact with this show you're going to find all of my results from last week all of my straight up against the spread and over under plays for week 12 in the NFL. You're going to find information on joining the Bridgewater's Finest Pick'em Pool for season 11 of this show. You're going to find information on joining the NFL YouTube Prognosticators Facebook page. And you're going to find information on my great friends and sponsors at Nerd Teas and Coffee Bean. It's not too late for Christmas yet. We're just entering Black Friday week now. But it's getting close, folks, and you are going to want to go to nerdtees.ca and take a peek at what Nerd Teas and Coffee Bean has to offer for you. Dozens and dozens of incredible loose leaf tea blends, dozens of incredible flavored coffee blends for no matter what your palate is, nerdtees.ca has got something for you. And I've got something for you too, which is called a promo code. The promo code is BWFINEST, as you already know. And that's going to save you 15% at checkout. You're going to get free shipping in Canada on any order over a hundred bucks. Or if you're in the U.S., you're going to get a great conversion rate on the U.S. dollar. 
Now, today's blend is one of the dessert blends of tea, Black Forest Cake, and you take a whiff, and it smells like your favorite bakery, and you gotta love that. It tastes incredible, too. NerdTeas.ca, dozens and dozens of incredible options for you. Use BW Finest to save your 15%. Get your free shipping. Find yourself something to love, or find someone you love something to love. You can do it on NerdTeas.ca. Uh, Martin saying if the Texans wanted to win, they should have stuck with Deshaun, but he may have really worn out his welcome in Texas. Uh, that's one way of putting it. <laughs> that's certainly one way of putting what happened with Deshaun Watson while he was a Texan. Um, yeah, I mean, I still like Davis Mills. He's not great. He's not the quarterback I kind of wanted him to be. I still like him, but he's not the quarterback I wanted him to be. Damian Pierce is incredible. And again, it, to me, it's hashtag Nico Collins season. And I think we're going to see that in the next couple of weeks. He had seven targets again last week, 17 over his last two weeks. So he, he's he's going to get fed the football. And I think it's coming. But yeah, I mean, for the rest of this season, they're just, they're not great. They're, they're, they're not great. Now, without further ado, we have a full slate of games. A full 16-game slate of games here in Week 12. We are going to waste no more time. We are going to get underway with the first of our trio of Thursday night games for the Thanksgiving holiday. Once again, happy Thanksgiving week to all of my American viewers. I hope you have an incredible and safe week. Hang out with your family, eat copious amounts of turkey, and just have yourself a good time. So we have three, of course, Thanksgiving games on Thursday, and that's going to begin in the early time slot with the Buffalo Bills traveling to Detroit to take on the Detroit Lions. So Buffalo and Detroit have kind of an even record over their last five games. Both of these teams have won three of their last five. And interestingly enough, they kind of mimic each other in some really interesting ways. Like I took a look this week. I tried to do, I tried to be less statistical this week, but I looked at over the last four weeks, so weeks eight to 11, how many times did a team score more than 30 points and how many times did a team give up fewer than 20 points? So that was kind of my measuring stick as I went into this week. And you look at the Bills and the Lions, you don't think of these two teams as being on equal plane, but... The Detroit Lions have scored more than 30 points twice in the last four weeks, and they've given up fewer than 20 points twice in the last four weeks. You look at Buffalo, they've done that one time a piece. So it, it, it kind of, when that's your measuring stick, the 30-20, when that's your measuring stick, Detroit obviously is playing some decent football and the fact that they've won three of their last five, it really is a nice feather in their cap and they are having a better season than I think a lot of people gave them credit for possibly having. I mean, I do still think the Buffalo Bills are going to win this game. Uh, Buffalo is fairly successful on Thanksgiving. I mean, Detroit usually always gets a home Thanksgiving game, isn't it? Isn't it Detroit and Dallas usually always get a home game in uh, on Thanksgiving. Is that the way that that usually goes? Both of these teams find success on Thanksgiving. Buffalo top to bottom, I think is just a better football team. I have no limitations on how I feel about Josh Allen and the way he's playing right now. So I, I have to give this one to the bills. We're going to take Buffalo here on the road in Detroit bills, get the win over the lions. However, against the spread, the lions are taking nine and a half points here as a home dog. 
And I think I have to take those points. I don't see this game as a blowout. I see this game as high scoring. Um, spoilers, I guess. I'm taking the over, even though this is the far and away the biggest total of the week. I'm taking the over on it. But uh, I, I, I just, I don't see this game as a blowout. I think Detroit hangs with them. I think Detroit can hang with them on the ground. And I think surprisingly, I think Detroit hangs with them through the air. I don't think they win the game, but I'm taking those nine and a half points on the hometown Lions. It does insulate against a big upset. And it's the, the way that favorites are hitting this year, which is to say not a crazy amount. Nine and a half points is just too many. And like I said, total in the game, 54 and a half. I'm way over on this one. I think this game gets into the 60s with relative ease. So we're going to go over 54 and a half points in Buffalo, Detroit. I'm going Bills 37, Lions 30. Very high scoring, fireworky type game. Buffalo gets the win, but give me those nine and a half points on the Detroit Lions. Second Thanksgiving Day game is the New York Giants in Dallas taking on the Cowboys. One of the very few divisional matchups we have on the full slate this week. Uh, Giants and Cowboys have both won three of their last five games. So on that level, they're relatively you know, relatively uh, comparable. The New York Giants are struggling a bit offensively. They have not scored more than 30 points in any game over the last four weeks. Dallas has done so twice in that same span, and both of these teams have kept one opponent over that same span under 20. So the defenses may be playing relatively comparable. And again, of course, this all depends on competition. It all depends on the teams that they actually played. But in terms of the results on paper... At least that's relatively even. But you got to give the offensive upside here to the Cowboys, especially where they're one of the top teams in the league in terms of the turnover differential, uh, which is, uh, I think they're second or third in the NFL right now behind uh, Philadelphia. There's another game with a really big spread. In fact, the exact same spread as the previous game at minus nine and a half. The Cowboys are favored here at home. And Dallas, I think, is like the quintessential Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Day team. Even when Dallas hasn't had good football teams, there's something about Dallas playing on Thanksgiving. They have an exceptional rate of success on Thanksgiving. I think that continues this week. I'm going to take the Dallas Cowboys here at home to get the win over the New York Giants. And even though it's a divisional game, Dallas over New York is my silver pick straight up this week. The Dallas Cowboys beating the New York Giants, my silver pick straight up. Now, as I mentioned, Dallas is favored here by nine and a half points, laying a ton of points here at home. And it's not that I don't agree that they should be laying this many points because I mean what a performance last week but I do also think it's something of an overreaction to the performance last week I'm going to take the points here on the Giants they're a very good underdog against the spread team it's a division matchup I don't see this game as a blowout so I'm going to take that plus nine and a half on New York and as a matter of fact I like it so much the Giants plus nine and a half is my platinum pick against the spread this week giants plus nine and a half my platinum pick against the spread so i like the cowboys to win but i don't like it to be a blowout by any means total in the game is set at 45 and a half points this is kind of a lean for me but i think this is an under i think these two teams 
play each other exceptionally closely because they've both had a ton of success this season. They're division rivals. They play each other all the time, know each other like the backs of their hands. I think this is a relatively tight matchup. So I'm going to grab the under here as a bit of a lean on 45 and a half. I can see it going either way. I'm going to go under on that total in New York, Dallas. Let's go Cowboys 24, Giants 16. So Cowboys win. Give me the plus nine and a half on the Giants and I'll take the under on the point total. So what have we got in the chat now? We got uh, Gorian says Buffalo, Dallas, Minnesota money line, uh, Baltimore, Miami, Kansas City money line. Uh, let's see, Gorian, Tennessee, Indianapolis, San Francisco money line. Interesting, interesting. Martin has a couple more things here. If the Texans wanted to win, they should have stuck with Deshaun. Then says Davis is having a rougher season than last season. Absolutely. But Damian is awesome. Yeah, Damian Pierce is the key to that whole offense, man. Like that's, he is a dynamic running back to watch. We close off our slate of Thursday Thanksgiving games with the Minnesota Vikings at home playing host to the New England Patriots. Minnesota coming off of a game where they got absolutely exposed by the Dallas Cowboys, just absolutely beaten up, had no response for anything in that football game, but they've still won four of their last five. You take a look at their opposition, maybe you can say it's been a bit of a light schedule, but there are definitely teams in this league that have had a lighter schedule than the Vikings have had this year and have had nowhere near the level of success. I'm not willing to say that they got exposed. I think this was a blip on the radar. I think they ran into a Sunday buzzsaw. And it just that everything fell in place against them in that game. I'm not willing to say, oh, the Vikings have always been this bad. They've been frauds. They've been masquerading. I'm not willing to say that yet. Depending on what happens this week as they play host to the New England Patriots in the final Thanksgiving game, we'll have to see. Both of these teams have won four of their last five games. So big ups to the Patriots. They're quietly putting together a pretty, uh, pretty strong stretch of games. Now, in our 30-20 comparison here, the Vikings have scored more than 30 points twice in the last four weeks. The Patriots have not done so. So the Patriots have been winning games on the strength of their defense. Three games in the last four weeks, the Patriots have held their opponent to under 20 points. So they've been winning on the defensive side of the ball specifically. The Vikings, to their credit, do have one game in that same span where they kept an opponent under 20. Part of the Vikings bread and butter this year is that they've been exceptionally good in terms of the turnover ratio, very positive turnover ratio for the Vikings this season. One of the top marks in the entire league, they need to be that opportunistic defense, steal a possession or two. Maybe that's what they need to win football games like this, but this is a, an exceptionally close game. Vegas, I don't think really knows which way to go with this one. The Vikings are a marginal favorite at home, minus two and a half. I like the Vikings to win this game. I think they get back on track. I think they use that opportunistic defense, protect the football. I like the Minnesota Vikings to get the win on Thanksgiving at home against the Patriots. On the line, like I mentioned, Minnesota, a two and a half point favorite right now. I like them to win. It's a relatively small price to pay. So we're going to go ahead and lay the minus two and a half points on the Minnesota Vikings. Total in the game set at 42 and a half points. Again, I kind of feel an under in this one. I don't think, 
Like, I think the Patriots defense is good enough to keep the Vikings offense at bay. And if I still think Minnesota is going to win the game, which I do, I think you kind of got to stick with the under because I don't think you see a ton from the Patriots side offensively. So let's go under the 42 and a half point total. It's such a beatable number, but we'll stay under it anyway. That's the way the league is going this year. Under 42 and a half points in Minnesota, New England. Let's go Vikings 23 Patriots 16 Vikings win Vikings cover and give me the under on the points. So that's how I think your Thanksgiving day slate is going to go Buffalo, Dallas, and Minnesota picking up wins Buffalo 37, 30 Dallas 24, 16 and Minnesota 23, 16. Now on with the rest of the week. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Cleveland Browns, this game emanating from Cleveland, and this a battle of two teams that are underwhelming lately. One, you would kind of maybe potentially expect that. One, you would certainly not. The Tampa Bay Bucks have only won two of their last five games. So they're only two and three in that stretch. Cleveland's one and four. Feels like the wheels have kind of fallen off that team. Feels like they probably should have traded Kareem Hunt at the deadline like they were trying or at least exploring the possibility of doing. D again, we mentioned it before, but Deshaun cannot get to that team fast enough. And I guess, I guess it's next week that Deshaun makes his season debut. Of course, the game against Houston. So, uh, but man, he, he can't get there fast enough. But the Bucks look, only two and three in their last five. They are coming off the bye, which will certainly help them hopefully get their minds right. Because again, this their division is completely up for grabs. It's still completely up for grabs. That division is anybody's. So all you need to do is reach out and grab it. And Tampa Bay certainly has the team talented enough to be able to reach out and do that. Uh, Cleveland has scored more than 30 points once in the last four weeks. Tampa Bay has not done that. So any success that the Bucks have had has come on the defensive side, where twice in the last four weeks they have held opponents to fewer than 20 points. Cleveland has done that once as well, but... There's just not much faith on my end in this Cleveland Browns team. They're a team that turns the ball over too much. They don't generate a ton of turnovers on the defensive side. And if you're the Browns, you have to play a perfect game to be in it to win games, certainly against good teams. And I would still consider this Tampa Bay Bucks team to be a good team. So if you're going to be turning the ball over and not generating them on your own side... I think it's going to be a long, uh, long week for you. I think that's what's going to happen this week. I'm really heavy on the Bucks here to get this win in Cleveland. So much so that the Tampa Bay Bucks over the Cleveland Browns is my bronze pick straight up this week. Tampa Bay over Cleveland, my bronze pick straight up. On the line, Cleveland is taking three and a half points here as a home dog. And I was actually super tempted to grab this line because it is having to buy the extra hook. If you want to lay the points on the favorite and Tampa hasn't exactly been inspiring a ton of uh, confidence lately in, in folks watching their games or, or invested in them winning. So I, I was really tempted for a while to grab this number, but it's, it's so difficult to cover, but at the same time, it's so easy with the team that Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks have, like they have the offensive pieces to win this game by 25 so I was like, like, I'm sitting here like, like umming and hawing about three and a half points, but that's the way that it goes. Like that hook, you got to take it into consideration. So it's, it, it was a tough call for me, but I am going to lay the minus three and a half 
on Tampa Bay. I do think they cover this number. I think, um, actually, I think this kind of winds up being a bit of a virtuoso defensive performance for the Tampa Bay Bucks. And leading into that, I'm taking the under on the point total as well. The point total is also 42 and a half, like it was in the previous game. I'm going to lean under on this one. And I think the Bucks defense, uh, is the one to ride this week. So let's grab the under of 42 and a half points in Tampa Bay, Cleveland. Let's go Bucks 27, Browns 10. Tampa wins. Tampa covers the minus three and a half as it turns out with ease. And give me the under on the point total. Let's ride that Bucks defense. Hey, y'all want a preview of the AFC championship game? Because I think it's what's coming up next. The Cincinnati Bengals... And the Tennessee Titans. Low key, this Tennessee Titans team is elite. And I think this may very well be the game of the week. Because these two teams are both running hot. They're both playing exceptionally good football. They know their lane. They know how they win games. And they execute on that exceptionally well. So we are going to take a peek here at a Bengals and Titans matchup where both of these teams have won four of their last five games. So both of these teams come into this game pretty hot. The Titans have the benefit of the long week where they played uh, Green Bay, I believe it was. Yeah, they played Green Bay on Thursday night last week. So they do have that extra couple of days of rest. The Titans have not scored more than 30 points over the span of the last four weeks. However, the defense has allowed fewer than 20 three times in those four weeks. When you look at the Cincinnati Bengals, they are on the tail end of back-to-back -back road games. Their offense has put up more than 30 twice in the last four weeks. Defensively, they have not kept an opponent to fewer than 20 points over that same span. So the Bengals are doing it on the offensive side. The Titans are definitely doing it on the defensive side. One thing that I think becomes the absolute difference maker in this game is the fact that the Bengals might have to do this without Joe Mixon. So Joe Mixon suffering a concussion last week. They're calling it a head injury injury. It was a concussion, so he's in protocol, or if he's not in protocol, he has to be in protocol by now. So, but we know with the way that the league is treating concussions this year, that it's not a foregone conclusion that people will clear concussion protocol in enough time to play the next week. Yes, Samaj Pirine had three touchdowns last week, and that was pretty cool to see, actually. But it's people are doing the same thing that they were doing with Donta Foreman, which was overreacting to a massive game where a player scores almost as many touchdowns as they've scored in their entire career up to that point. That's kind of where we're at with Samaj Pirine. So the difference between Joe Mixon and Samaj Pirine is massive. That's not me saying that I think Joe Mixon's not going to play, but we don't know if he's going to play or not. And if the Bengals have to come into this game against an exceptionally good defense who plays exceptionally good defense, not having their all-star running back, that is going to be a difficult road for the Cincinnati Bengals to try to overcome. And I think it's going to be a little too much. I like the Tennessee Titans in this spot. They're a marginal dog here at home. I think the Titans get the win here. Tennessee gets the win over the Cincinnati Bengals. On the line, like I said, Tennessee is a marginal home dog here. They are taking two and a half points here as the home dog. 
Obviously, I like Tennessee to win, so give me that plus two and a half. And as a matter of fact, I like that plus two and a half so much that Tennessee plus 2.5 points is my gold pick against the spread this week. Tennessee plus the two and a half, my gold pick against the spread. Exceptionally confident in the Titans' ability to win this game, or if they lose, maybe a last second field goal. I still think they cover this plus two and a half. Total in the game set at 42 and a half, our third straight game with a total set at 42 and a half. And now you're seeing Vegas catch up to how poorly the over is actually performing this season. Like I have it, I've been keeping the stats on it. Let's open this up and take a peek. So far this season, all games in the NFL are 70, 93 and one to the over. So 23 games under 500 in terms of hitting Vegas's overs. So Vegas is catching on to that and they're giving us lower and lower and lower and lower totals. That's three straight games now where all the totals are 42 and a half. This is the game that I'm actually going to go ahead and grab the over. Yes, Tennessee's uh, defense is exceptional, but I do still think that when you're the Cincinnati Bengals team is going to score their points. I just think Tennessee is going to score a couple more. So give me over 42 and a half points in Tennessee, Cincinnati. Let's go Titans 24, Bengals 21, Titans win, Titans cover, and give me the over on the points. Uh, let's see. Martin in the chat says, poor Stefanski. Uh, my mind right says, I like the Browns. I don't like Tampa Bay in cold weather. The other players, not Brady. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, to your point, like Brady, uh, you know, played all those years in, in, in very cold weather. So that's, you know, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thought for sure. Uh, leaning on the Titans also chase also likely back. They're very non-committal on whether, um, Jamar will be ready for that game. They were, the coach seemed very non-committal in all the interview stuff that I saw. So he might be back, but especially if they're missing Jamar chase, like this, a very difficult mountain to climb. And looks like Martin's going with me. Awesome. All right. The aforementioned Houston Texans at the Miami Dolphins. Two teams going in exact opposite directions. The Dolphins have won four of their last five. Houston is on a five-game losing streak. So over the last four weeks, the Dolphins have scored more than 30 points twice. They've allowed fewer than 20 points once. So... They got some results in this within this paradigm that we're using to look at this week. For Houston, they have not scored more than 30 points at any point in the last four weeks, and they've only held one opponent in that same span to less than 20 points. Miami also coming into this game fresh off the bye week. They'll be extra rested, hope ideally extra healthy, should be all hands on deck. So I this to me feels like a layup. For the Dolphins. Like this this feels like as much of a layup as humanly possible. So that's why I'm taking the ticket. No, I'm kidding. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking the Texans. We're, we're definitely on the Dolphins to win this game. And you might be asking yourself, is this in your platinum, gold, silver, and bronze picks? No, it is not. I, I, I feel exceptionally confident in Miami winning this game, but it's not in those top four picks, and I'll tell you why. It's not there because I love the plays on the two numbers. I love the plays against the spread and I love the plays on the totals. And one thing that I said when I started this season was I was not going to have the same game in all three. 
So I wasn't going to have the same game in my platinum, gold, silver, and bronze straight up against the spread and over under. I'll have the same game in two of those, but I won't put the same game in all three because it feels like cheating. Like it just, it, it feels like you have an instance like this and it's like, okay, well, I'm going to put this game in all three. It's also less interesting. It allows me to put fewer games in there, which is not really what I want to do. It's not really the test that I'm looking to give myself. So I did not include this game straight up in my platinum, gold, silver, and bronze, but I am exceptionally confident in the Miami Dolphins. So let's go ahead and grab the Dolphins to win this game. On the line, Miami is laying minus 13 at home against Houston. Now, we did in fact have a double digit spread that covered last week. It wasn't one that we originally thought was going to be a double digit spread, but it was the Monday night football game in Mexico City. Originally, San Francisco was laying eight, but then on the news that Kyler Murray was not going to play or was possibly not going to play, the line climbed and climbed and climbed and climbed. And I think by kickoff was minus 10 and a half. So San Francisco covered that number with ease. So they did cover a number that was double digits. It still doesn't happen very often. The other ones, I don't think either of them covered. Like uh, Baltimore and Carolina, plus 12 and a half. I don't believe that covered last week. Let's pop over here and take a look. So yeah, Carolina plus 12 and a half. That did not cover last week. And wasn't there another one? Was there another one last week? I guess not. Cleveland was eight and a half. I could have swore there was another double digit spread. But we go back to what Kat said about those double digit spreads. This is a natural double digit spread. I'm taking the points with the Houston Texans. 13 points is just too many with the way the NFL is going this year. So we are going to go ahead and grab those plus 13 on the Houston Texans, even though they're a not a good football team. They're a bad football team. We talked about it very early in this episode. They've got like two or three good pieces, but they're not a good football team. I'm still going to take those plus 13 points. Total in this game set at 46 and a half, and I feel exceptionally good about the under in this football game. We could see a situation where Houston, their offense is doing nothing. We could see a situation where the defenses maybe show up, come to play a little bit more, but I love the under in this game. So we're going to go under the 46 and a half points. So both of those plays are in my platinum, gold, silver, and bronze this week. Houston plus 13 and Houston and Miami under 46 and a half are my silver picks respectively against the spread and over under. Houston plus 13, Houston and Miami under 46 and a half points. We are going to go Miami 24, Houston 14. Dolphins win, Texans cover, give me the under on the points. Uh, Gorian says Colts opened plus 11 at pro line. That must've been last week against Philly. Wow. That's aggressive. Cause I mean, when I did the show last week, I got that at plus six and a half. So that's, yeah, that's right. We talked about that last week. That's, that's very aggressive, very aggressive, but there, even in an instance like that, what happened? It was a one point game. So this, these double digit spreads just, we can almost call them bait at this point. Up next is the Chicago Bears and the New York Jets. And I have one very simple question that I want to ask you. Who's going to be playing quarterback for either one of these teams? 
Justin Fields has a dislocated shoulder. Granted, I, I don't think it's his throwing shoulder, but he's still got a dislocated shoulder, exceptionally painful to try to play through. And with the Jets, they just flat out told their quarterback, yo, your job isn't safe. You might not even be starting this week. Who are the quarterbacks going to be in this uh, this matchup of league powerhouses, Chicago and friggin' New York? By the way, I put this on Twitter a little earlier today. Uh, today is the 10-year anniversary of the butt fumble. So um, happy anniversary, everybody. The 10-year anniversary of the butt fumble and the Jets still have not figured out their quarterback situation. That just seems completely unacceptable. <laughs> completely. Un You've had a decade since your quarterback ran into his own offensive lineman, hit the turf, and fumbled the ball, and you still haven't figured out your quarterback situation. That's insanity. So the Jets, for everything that you can say about them and how much their offense has struggled, and it has, they've won three of their last five games. So they are getting it done. They're mostly getting it done on the defensive side of the ball. They have not scored more than 30 points over the last four weeks. However, the defense twice has kept an opponent under 20. Chicago, for their uh, right, have put up more than 30 points once. The defense, not where it's been in years past, Every opponent that Chicago's had over the last four weeks has scored more than 20 points on them. And Chicago is coming into this game on the tail end of back-to-back -back road games. Winners of only one of their last five. So despite all the incredible things that Justin Fields has been able to do offensively from the quarterback position, it's not necessarily translating to wins. I think I got to lean on the Jets here, especially with the possibility that Fields may be limited or not playing in this game at all. I think I got to lean on the Jets here. We're going to grab the New York Jets at home to get the win over the Chicago Bears. But full transparency, if this game was in Chicago, I'd probably be taking the Bears. On the line, the Jets are laying four and a half points here as a home favorite, uh, but I am not. I will, I will not be laying those points. Um, when, I, when you don't know who the quarterback is going to be for the team that's favored, like the, it's the favorite's job to cover the line, to cover the number. This is what your number is. Cover it. The onus and the responsibility is on the favorite to cover that number. When you, the favorite doesn't know who their quarterback is going to be, or it hasn't been announced who the quarterback is going to be yet. It's exceptionally difficult to lay those points. If this was two and a half, I'd probably lay it four and a half. I'm not going to cause Chicago could easily win this game outright. So give me the plus four and a half on the Chicago bears total in the game set at 39 and a half points. This is a play on the number. It's such a beatable number. I do think both of these teams get into the twenties. So I got to take the over here over 39 and a half points in Chicago, New York. Let's go jets, 24 bears, 23. So jets win bears cover. Give me the over on the points. Chad, Chad Suzka. Good day, all. Poor Winnipeg in the CFL. Choked like Calgary. What a bad taste in the mouth, eh? Like, look, that Grey Cup was everything. Everything that anybody could ask for. What an incredible football game. Back and forth, lead changes in the final quarter. Just what, what an incredible game. I was so crazy impressed <coughs> with that football game. Let's hit the midway point in the week with the Atlanta Falcons on the road in Washington to take on the Commanders. And don't look now, but Washington's won four of their last five games. This Commanders team is playing some exceptionally good football, and it's on both sides. <clears throat> 
the Commanders have scored more than 30 points in a game in the last four weeks and twice have kept an opponent under 20. So they're doing it on offense. They're doing it on defense, playing probably the best football that they've played all season long with Taylor Heineke under center. Atlanta only two wins in their last five games they have scored more than 30 points at one point in the last four the defense however has not held an opponent under 20 points Atlanta also going to be coming into this game without their prized new tight end Kyle Pitts uh, has an MCL injury that I believe it's a torn MCL but I can't say specifically what I can say specifically is he has been moved to IR we may not see Kyle Pitts again this season which is a massive blow to the Atlanta Falcons who knows maybe we might see him again I don't think IR right now completely disqualifies somebody from coming back this year or even playing in the playoffs if Atlanta would happen to squeak in to win the division or something so we might see him again this year but chances are we probably won't which sucks uh it looked like he was finally kind of maybe starting to hit a bit of a stride here and his usage was starting to pick up completely inopportune time obviously as if there's a good time to get injured but uh completely inopportune time for him to get hurt I have one simple question that I have to ask myself and answer when it comes to the Washington Commanders. Do I believe it's real? Four wins in five games, the offense kind of clicking along a little bit, the defense starting to hit their stride. I can believe about the defense, but like, do I really believe that this is like a six and five football team? I mean, they are, that's what the record is, but... There's, there's what you are and there's what people believe that you are. And I just, I just think it's kind of smoke and mirrors. I don't look at this commander's team as a team that is one to challenge for a playoff spot. You know what I mean? And six and five right now, that's what that is. It's at least in the conversation for a playoff spot. And I just don't think the commanders are that. I think they might be on, like they're, they're on a hot run, but I don't think they're an exceptionally good football team i just don't like maybe there was just maybe taylor heineke's just the second coming of ryan fitzpatrick and there's just magic when he plays but i don't know i just don't it just to me it's not real to me it's smoke and mirrors so i'm actually going to grab the atlanta falcons here even though the falcons haven't exactly been lighting the place on fire lately but i i um I don't know. I just, I just don't see it. So I'm going to grab the Falcons here on the road in Washington, despite the Kyle Pitts injury. I'm going to grab Atlanta to get the win over Washington on the line. Commanders are laying four points here as the home favorite. I like Atlanta to win. So give me the plus four on the Falcons. It's worth noting Falcons are exceptionally good this year against the spread as underdogs. Total in the game set at 41 and a half points. Once again, it's just such a beatable number. So I think we're going to go ahead and take the over here over 41 and a half points in Atlanta, Washington. Let's go Falcons 23, Commanders 20, Atlanta wins, Atlanta covers, and give me the over on the points. Uh, let's see. Gorian has some stuff in the chat here from Ari Mirov. At uh, my sports update, Sunday will mark 15 years since the death of uh, former Washington safety Sean Taylor. Oh, yes. The commanders announced they'll unveil a new statue. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. I mean, that's that's definitely an emotional lift for them. And you can't, you can't discount the potency of that 
in the results of what you see on the field, for sure. Uh, Atlanta and all players uh, will wear number twenty-one decal on their helmets. That's very cool. That's nice. They're doing they're doing right by uh, by his memory. That's very good. Uh, Kyle Pitts has an MCL tear. Okay, fair enough. Take Heineken. I like Heineken. I like Heineke too. I just I don't know. I just still feels like there's something about that that's just smoke and mirrors. It just still doesn't feel real. Chad Suska says I took Atlanta plus four. All right, the audio is still recording, which is always a good sign. Let's go to the back half of the week, and we will start with the game that I publicly called for on Twitter to co-opt a line from my good friend Geo, canceled due to lack of interest. Uh, the Carolina Panthers at home taking on the Denver Broncos. And and literally, like this, this game has a point total of 36 and a half. Like, can we just not say we did? This is going to be a bad football game. And it's a football game featuring two teams that have been making a little bit of news over the last couple of days. Uh, For the Denver Broncos, I made a short about it yesterday. Uh, They released Melvin Gordon. They waived him. He cleared waivers today. So he is officially a free agent, free to sign with anybody. So they got rid of Melvin Gordon out of their backfield. It looks like it is, um, uh, oh goodness. Who's there? Latavius Murray. Looks like it's Latavius Murray's backfield now for the remainder of the season. And for Carolina, they announced just a couple of hours ago, Sam Darnold would be getting the start for the Carolina Panthers in this football game. So once again, just the absolute pinnacle of professional football right here. Uh, Melvin Gordon getting cut and uh, Sam Darnold starting an NFL game in 2022. Both of these teams have been getting the small amount of success that they found over the last little while from the defensive side. Twice in the last four weeks, the Panthers have held an opponent under 20 points. And twice in the last four weeks, Denver has done the same. They've held an opponent to under 20 points. There's a slight upside with this Panthers offense where at least once in the last month, they have scored more than 30 points in a game. So... They at least kind of have that upside, and it feels like it feels like there's no upside in Denver right now. They have way too many talented players to be as mediocre as they are. Denver has won one game in its last five. Carolina's only won two, but at the very least, two is better than one. I'll take the team with the offensive upside. I'll take the home dog. Give me the Carolina Panthers here to get the win at home over the Denver Broncos. Carolina upsets Denver. Uh, On the line, the Panthers are taking two and a half points here as a home dog. I like them to win, so give me the plus 2.5 on the Panthers. Total in the game set at 36 and a half. I'm still going to take the under. I don't think either one of these teams gets to 20 points. So give me under 36 and a half. God, that's disgusting. Under 36 and a half points in Denver, Carolina. Let's go Panthers 17, Denver 10. And I think this is the game, I said this on Twitter earlier today, for the folks who are the big fans of hashtag fire Hackett, losing to the Carolina Panthers is probably the straw that breaks that camel's back. Would not, if they lose to the Panthers, would not be shocked to see Hackett fired on Monday. Uh, my mind right says, knowing that about the statue, they will not lose. I'm in DC, but a Dallas fan. Chad says, I live in Regina, Saskatchewan, and I'm an Eagles fan. See, we can all come together. Uh, Martin says, I think if the Broncos lose big to Carolina, then Hackett may go. I'm not discounting in the least 
that this could be the straw that breaks the Bron- the straw that breaks the Broncos back. Broncos country, let's ride to the coaching free agency line to see who might be available for us. All right, the Baltimore Ravens in Jacksonville to take on the Jags. The Jacksonville Jaguars coming off of their bye, so they will have a bit of extra rest. They've only won one of their last five games, and they are notable as being the only team in the NFL who over the last month has neither scored more than 30 points in a game or held an opponent to under 20. They have not done either of those things in the past month, which means the offense is not on point, the defense is not on point. They've got pieces, but they're not putting them all together, obviously, with the fact they've only won one game in the last five. The Ravens, they haven't scored more than 30 points over the last four weeks either, but the defense has clicked here over the last little bit. Twice in the last four weeks, they've held an opponent to under 20. They're also notable. They've won four of their last five games and one of the best turnover ratios in the NFL this season at ranks, I think, top five, top six somewhere in there so they're generating turnovers they're not turning the ball over and don't look now but i think jk dobbins might be back either this week or next week he's very close to returning and if he can return at a hundred percent of what he was at before obviously this is the million dollar question with jk dobbins but if he can return to a percentage of what he was before all of a sudden that ravens rushing offense is deadly yet again and don't like Baltimore is not a team I would want to have to play in the playoffs. Obviously, I'm all over the Ravens in this game. Give me Baltimore in Jacksonville to get the win over the Jags. And I like that so much that Baltimore over Jacksonville is going to be my gold pick straight up this week. Baltimore over Jacksonville, my gold pick straight up. On the line, the Jags are only taking plus four here against the spread, which feels like a great gift to me in a situation where like Baltimore's not going to be like missing Lamar or something like that. So give me the minus four on Baltimore. And I'll just say, thank you very much to Vegas for that. The fact that this number is under a touchdown feels pretty good. So let's take the minus four on the Ravens total in the game set at 43 and a half points. I feel really, really good about the under in this game. I felt under from the second that I saw this number, we're going to lean under 43 and a half in Baltimore, Jacksonville. I like that so much. In fact, I'm going to make that my platinum pick on my totals this week. Baltimore and Jacksonville under 43 and a half points. My platinum pick on the totals. Let's go Baltimore 24, Jacksonville 13. So give me the Ravens straight up. Give me the Ravens minus the four and give me the under on the points. The Los Angeles Chargers are in Arizona this week to take on the Cardinals. Now, obviously the Cardinals are on the short week this week, having just played last night on Monday Night Football, and then having to travel back home, obviously from Mexico. So there's certainly some things to take into consideration when you're looking at the cards side of things this week. And obviously, bit of a surprise there where Kyler Murray did not play in the game last night. I think it was was it Drew Stanton who wound up getting the start there. I think not. I certainly I certainly didn't expect it going into that game, but you know. Call of Duty calls, so what are you going to do? Double XP's double XP. Uh, Both of these teams have won twice in their last five games, and actually neither one of these teams 
over the last four weeks has scored more than 30 points in a game and only once for each of them have they held an opponent to under 20 so over the last little while not a ton of difference between these two football teams at least not in that measure for the Chargers, there's a good chance they'll be playing this game without Mike Williams. He re-aggravated an ankle injury that has kept him out of the lineup for a little while. Both he and Keenan Allen came back last week, and I don't think either one of them finished the game. So the Chargers have to be smart here. They really got to be careful with some of their biggest weapons. I mean, Justin Herbert certainly is not having the season that I think most people, especially me as a fantasy football manager, were hoping that uh, Justin Herbert would have. But like they need, if they're going to make a push here at anything, they need all of their weapons available to them. So they got to, they got to play it careful with Mike Williams. I would be surprised if we see him play this week. Quite frankly, I don't really like either of these teams. Uh, I think Arizona should be getting Hollywood Brown back, which is a good, certainly good news for them. Um, they definitely need that. It will be a big boon to their offense. I guess I'll take the Chargers because I think defensively the Chargers are the better football team so they can probably make the difference making plays on the defensive side of the ball. Let's take the Chargers here on the road in Arizona. Chargers get the win over the cards. On the line, Arizona is taking plus four, another line that I took a really, really close look at, but I really don't trust this Cardinals defense. So to cover plus four in a game that I don't think they're going to win didn't feel like a great hedge to me. So I'm going to go ahead and lay the points here on the Chargers. Chargers minus four. Total in the game set at 47 and a half points. I feel really good about this game getting into the 50s. So I'm going to take the over there on that total over 47 and a half in Chargers Cardinals. Let's take Chargers 30, Cardinals 21. Chargers win, Chargers cover, and give me the over on the points. I think I'd take the Chargers mainly because they're the road team, says Martin. Fair enough. If that's, if that's all it takes, that's all it takes. Five games left on the slate this week. Let's go. The Las Vegas Raiders on the road in Seattle taking on the Seahawks. And don't look now, but Seattle coming into this game off of their bye, well-rested. Winners of four of their last five. So the Seahawks are starting to cook with gas here in an NFC West that is still wide open. So they can start, they can make this run here. Seattle to the playoffs is definitely a, a actually a strong possibility and imagine the storylines there seattle lets russell wilson go and then makes the playoffs the the very next year and denver struggles mightily in their first year with russ the storylines write themselves but seattle playing pretty decent football here like i say they're going to come in they're going to be well rested the offense has scored more than 30 points in recent memory the defense has allowed fewer than 20 in recent memory the Raiders have won twice in their previous five games. They are coming into this game on the tail end of back-to-back -back road games. And interestingly enough for the Raiders, it's their offense that has kind of sputtered. They have not scored more than 30 points at any point in the last four weeks. Their defense has held one opponent in that same time span to under 20. So it's a feather in the cap for them because that defense is not good. But the fact that the offense is sputtering as much as it is, even though like Devontae Adams, man, that guy is still the, he's the absolute best route runner in football. That route on the game winning touchdown last week, Devontae called game, ate Patrick Sertain alive. 
just ate him alive. Just said, whoop, okay, game. And he's just, he's gone. So like, he's still probably my favorite wide receiver in football, even though he's not on my team anymore. Ah, oh well. I think I got to ride the hot hand in this one. I think I got to ride the Seahawks. They're playing really good football, arguably their best football of the season right now. Winners of four of the last five. Let's ride the hot hand and take the Seahawks, Seattle over the Raiders in Seattle. On the line, you got to buy the extra hook. Seattle is favored by three and a half points here at home. I like them to win two and a half. I'd feel exceptionally comfortable at, but I think I'm going to take Seattle to cover this number. I think Seattle's actually quite good against the spread this year as a favorite. If I remember that correctly, they are, I think either two and oh, or three and one or something like that. Like, I think they're, I think they're, they've found success as betting favorites this year. I'm going to go ahead and lay that three and a half. It seems like a beatable number minus three and a half for Seattle. Total in the game set at 47 and a half points. I really love my play on this one. We are going to stay under. Oh, no, wait a second. Yes, sorry. <laughs> We're going to stay under 47 and a half. Sorry, I got lost there for a second. Under 47 and a half points in Seattle, Las Vegas. And I like that so much that Las Vegas and Seattle under 47 and a half is my bronze pick on my totals this week. Under 47.5 in Las Vegas, Seattle. My bronze pick on my totals. Let's go. Seattle 27, the Raiders 13. I have no faith in that Raiders defense. I like Seattle to win. I like Seattle to cover. And give me the under on the points. The Los Angeles Rams visit the Kansas City Chiefs in Week 12 action. And the Rams notably releasing Daryl Henderson earlier today so they they've cleared up some space in their running back room it looks like it's going to be cam Akers and kyron williams moving forward kyron williams had the highest snap share in that rams backfield in their game last week cam Akers out touched him two to one but kyron's getting more snaps so it'll be really interesting to see how this rams backfield uh works itself out over the next couple of weeks uh rams coming off the tail end of back-to-back -back road games they're one of the worst teams in the NFL in terms of the turnover ratio, turning the ball over way too much, not generating nearly enough on the defensive side. And interestingly enough for the Rams, they may not have Matt Stafford in this game. Matt Stafford, like Joe Mixon earlier, also suffering a concussion. So whether he will be available and get through concussion protocol, boy, um, this could be a rough, rough, rough outing for the Los Angeles Rams, especially if they don't have Matt Stafford. Could be a rough one here. We're definitely on the Kansas City Chiefs here, even though, interestingly enough, the Kansas City Chiefs, they're the number one scoring offense in the NFL. How many times in the last four weeks have the Kansas City Chiefs, this is a question I'm asking to the people in chat, how many times in the last four weeks have the Kansas City Chiefs scored more than 30 points? More than 30 points. Insert the Jeopardy theme. Anybody who didn't see my tweet earlier today. Chad says three. Gorian has a great answer to that, which is as many as they needed to. It's zero. They have not at any point in the last four weeks scored more than 30 points. They just scored 30 last week. Exactly 30. 
but they have not scored more than 30 at any point in the last four weeks. Gorian's technically correct, as many as they needed to, because look, the Chiefs, they've won four of their last five. They're still the Chiefs. When we're looking at this spread, and when we're looking at this total, you can think about it in terms of, oh, are they due? They might be due. Looks like they might not have Clyde Edwards-Alaire, even though it looks like he's just completely lost um, the backfield to Isaiah Pacheco. It doesn't look like they're going to have um, Kadarius Tony. I think he got hurt. But again, with where it's the Chiefs, the Ch- Gorian's saying it right here in the chat, they do what they need. They don't play to cover. No, exactly. They, they play to win. Absolutely. So, against the spread, keeping all that in mind, the Kansas City Chiefs are favored by 14 and a half points. 14 and a half. Now, if there's any team that you would say, I'll take them to cover 14 and a half points, it would be Kansas City because they're the highest scoring offense in football. However, Cat's in the chat. Cat is in the chat right now saying Carolina covered. The theory lives on. You're welcome. I'm taking the points with the Los Angeles Rams. I'm not laying 14 and a half points on any team right now think about it this way kansas city could win this game 30 to 16 like a a very convincing victory by multiple possessions and not cover the number i just i'm just not doing it i just refuse to do it so give me the plus 14 and a half on the los angeles rams and it might be a bad play but it's my play Total in this game set at 44 points. I don't think this gets to 44. I don't have a ton of faith in the Rams offense if Matt Stafford doesn't play. I think the Rams defense is capable of making plays. I think they're capable of keeping this game somewhat close. And I think think we're going to go ahead and take the under here. Even though with Kansas City, that is such a beatable number. But lately, Kansas City hasn't exactly been the offense that Kansas City normally is. So under 44 points in Kansas City, Los Angeles, give me 24-16 for the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs win by eight, plus 14 and a half covers, and give me the under on the points. That, I can already tell, is going to be my least popular pick this week. Easily. Uh, Let's see. Gorian says, as long as Kelsey plays, they win. Absolutely. Absolutely. Chad says, I'll take minus 15 only pizza money. Gorian, RIP to your bet uh, as long as Kelsey plays. Well, maybe. Uh, my mind right says, I don't think Rams can get to 15 or 16 without Stafford. Who is the Rams backup quarterback? I don't even know that right off the top of my head. John Wolford or Bryce Perkins? Ugh. Uh, Bryce Perkins, a college free agent from 2020. Oh boy. Suddenly, I don't feel confident about my bets. (laughs) All right. Three games left to talk about here. We will start with the New Orleans Saints on the road in San Francisco, taking on the 49ers. Obviously, the 49ers coming off of a very solid victory in Mexico City. Um, So they are going to come into this with the detriment of the short week, but that's... I don't think it'll have a huge impact on them. Niners have uh, won three of their last five games. 
The Saints have won two of their last five games, and that's despite the offense not scoring more than 30 over the last four weeks and the defense only allowing less than 20 one time. But they've still won a couple of games. They're not out of it in the context of their division. That division is going to be wide open probably until the last couple of weeks of the season. But this Saints team, I've been talking about it all season long, they're still the worst team in the NFL in terms of the turnover ratio. Still the very, very bottom team in the NFL in terms of turnover ratio. And if you're going to be turning the ball over against the Niners team that has put up more than 30 points twice in the last four weeks and a defense that has allowed fewer than 20 three times in the last four weeks, if you're going to start giving that team extra possessions, they're going to start running away with this thing. So I love the San Francisco 49ers in this spot. And honestly, they should probably be in my platinum, gold, silver, and bronze straight up, uh, probably over Tampa Bay, but we'll stick with it. But I really like the Niners to pick up yet another win here. Niners get the win over the Saints. On the line, the Niners are laying nine and a half points here as a home favorite. And you know what I just talked about, which is like you start giving them extra possessions and they start to run away with it. That's what I think is going to happen. I've got the Niners covering this number. I think San Francisco minus 9.5 is going to be a hit. And I like that so much that Niners minus 9.5 is my bronze pick against the spread this week. Niners minus 9.5, my bronze pick against the spread. Total in this game set at 43 and a half points. And actually this total is going to find its way into my platinum, gold, silver, and bronze as well. I really like the over in this spot and I don't think the Saints have to contribute too, too much to it in order for that to happen. The Niners might be the most complete team in the NFC right now. I think they're ready to make a run. Let's say Niners Eagles NFC championship game. Can we talk about that? That might be a possibility. 43 and a half points feels like a very beatable number, but Chad is now telling me, check the 49ers weather. Okay, we're going to go right ahead. We're going to hop on to covers and we're going to take a look at the weather. Join me while we take a look at the weather. Isn't this just riveting live streaming? Just absolutely riveting. So for Sunday, for Sunday, looks like it's mid 60s and overcast. Seems fine. Doesn't look like there's much wind. Doesn't look like there's much precipitation. Looks like that's all pushed off to Monday. Seems like it should be fine. We are going to go ahead and grab the over on that 43 and a half points. It's such a beatable number. And again, I don't think the Saints have to contribute too, too much to that. So let's go over 43 and a half points. And I like that so much that Saints Niners over 43 and a half is going to be the gold pick this week on the total saints 49ers over 43 and a half my gold pick on the total let's go niners 31 saints 17 niners win niners cover that minus 9.5 and give me the over on the points chad i'm picky sorry but thank you no 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 worries look that was where you pointed that out specifically you're my weather guy you're my weather guy you play an important role in this so if that was enough for you to say hey you might want to take a look at this. It's worth my while to take a look at it and I can I can pivot. That's that's the great part of being live, right? So that's no, I like it. I I honestly that's 
please continue to do that, Chad, because if you can contribute to me making a correct pick, then two thumbs up. I'm all for it. All right. The Sunday night game, the Green Bay Packers at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles, we talk about turnover ratio a little bit here this week. The Eagles, the number one team in the NFL in terms of their turnover ratio, better than plus one on the ratio per game this season. I think they're like plus 12 in 11 games or something like that. Uh, Or plus, yeah, I think plus 12 in 11 games or plus 12 in 10 games or whatever it happens to be. Um, The Eagles generate a ton of turnovers and they do not turn the ball over themselves. So definitely something they have to think about. And this defense is really clicking over the last month or so, over the last four weeks, three times this defense has held an opponent under 20 points en route to winning four of their last five. The Green Bay Packers, they do have the benefit of the long week which is nice to come into this game with a couple of extra days worth of prep. They've only won one game in their last five. One time in the last four games, they've scored more than 30 points. One time in the last four games, they've held an opponent to less than 20. So let me tell you a little story about teams fighting for their lives. This is exactly what Green Bay is doing now. And it's exactly what no Packers fan thought they were going to be doing in week 12. No Packers fan thought that in week 12, the Packers were going to be fighting for their playoff lives. But from here on out, it has to be playoff football. There's no alternative. Basically, it's a lose and go home. And it's the worst possible time to have to play a team like Philadelphia. There have been bigger upsets than this, but it's tough to think of one. I'm taking the Packers. (laughs) I am taking, I'm going to be a total homer. I'm going to be a total homer on this. I am going to take the Green Bay Packers on the road in Philadelphia to beat the Eagles. It is not a good pick. This is an upset pick straight up. I'm going to get laughed out of certain buildings, but I don't know. Green Bay has to win out. The only way they're making even a a chance to bid at one of those last wildcard spots is if they win out from here. A little bit of good news. Before I came on live, I did see that uh, Green Bay is uh, bringing Geronimo Allison in for a workout. He's a guy that's been in the building before. Aaron Rodgers is familiar with him. And having a wide receiver that he's familiar with and has confidence in a definite plus. Look, if you want to call this a homer pick, you're right. <laughs> it is. It absolutely is. I'm taking Green Bay in a big upset win over the Eagles. And since I'm doing that, since the Eagles are laying minus seven, I'm taking the seven points on the Green Bay Packers. So taking Green Bay plus the seven points. Total in the game set at 46 and a half. I think both of these teams are predicated a bit more on their defense right now than they are on the offensive side. So I'm going to go ahead and take the under in this one. Under 46.5 points in Green Bay, Philadelphia. Give me 23-21 in favor of Green Bay. Mason Crosby kicks the game-winning field goal, and it galvanizes the Packers on their run to the number seven seed in the NFC. Shut up and let me dream. Uh, Too scary to pick this Philadelphia game. I took Green Bay plus seven. Please, Mr. Cheeseheads. That's what Chad says. 
Uh, Gorian, I have Philadelphia on that lock ticket. Gorian, more retro Packers bring back Donald Driver. Is Greg, is Greg Jennings still alive? <laughs> I suppose I probably shouldn't say that. But uh, yeah, Jordy Nelson, Donald Driver, bring them all back. <laughs> Find Eddie Lacy at a buffet somewhere. Bring them all back. The Monday night football game, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the other team in that state, the Pittsburgh Steelers on the road in Indianapolis taking on the Colts. Can we like, can we petition the NFL? Have everybody look that way and we'll just move the Cincinnati Tennessee game to Monday night and move this game to somewhere in that 1 PM slot on Sunday. Nothing against both of these teams, but like that's your Monday night football game. I don't get it. Like I just, I don't understand, but it's what we have. So no. And and Martin very correctly brings up the Monday night games apparently never get flexed. No, like I, I, it, it sucks because like teams deserve to have Monday night games. So trying to flex a game out of Monday night, like you can flex a game to Sunday night football, but like one of the earlier games, but to flex it to a whole different day, I don't think they'd ever do. These two teams have combined to win three of their last 10 games. Neither one of these teams has scored more than 30 points in the last four weeks. Pittsburgh has held one opponent to under 20. Indianapolis has held two opponents under 20, including the Philadelphia Eagles just a couple of days ago. So maybe the defensive side of things is starting to turn around for this Colts team. It's entirely possible. However, they are still turning the ball over at a rate that is a bit too much for my liking, certainly for the amount of turnovers they're generating on the defensive side. So they got to protect the ball better than they are. Is this a game to just take the dog? Like just, just, just take the dog and assume that it's two not very good teams and whichever one happens to suck less that particular week winds up winning it. I assume that that's probably the way a number of people are going to go with this. So I guess that's the way I'm going to go with it too. I'm going to grab the Pittsburgh Steelers on the road in Indianapolis to get the win over the Indianapolis Colts. Pittsburgh goes into Indy and gets the win over the Colts. On the line, Indianapolis is laying two and a half points here as a home favorite. I totally understand it. I'm taking Pittsburgh to win the game. So obviously give me the plus two and a half on the Steelers. Total in the game set at 39 and a half points. It's a low total. It is very beatable, but I'm still going to stay under on it because which one of these teams is going to get to, this is a race to 20. Like which one of these teams is going to get to 20 points first. I just think it's going to be Pittsburgh. So give me under 39 and a half points in Pittsburgh, Indianapolis. Let's go Pittsburgh 20, Indy 17. Steelers win, Steelers cover, and give me the under on the points. There you have it, folks. Those are your picks for week 12 in the NFL. Let's go over the platinum, gold, silver, and bronze plays straight up against the spread and over under just one more time. Platinum, gold, silver, and bronze straight up. My platinum pick is Kansas City over the LA Rams. My gold pick is the Baltimore Ravens over Jacksonville. My silver pick is the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving over the New York Giants. And my bronze pick, the Tampa Bay Bucks over the Cleveland Browns. 
Against the spread, my platinum pick, the New York Giants, plus 9.5. My gold pick, the Tennessee Titans, plus 2.5. My silver pick, the Houston Texans, plus 13. And my bronze pick, the San Francisco 49ers, minus 9.5. And on the totals, my platinum pick, Baltimore and Jacksonville, under 43.5 points. My gold pick, New Orleans and San Francisco, over 43.5. My silver pick, the Houston Texans and Miami Dolphins, under 46.5 points. And my bronze pick, Las Vegas and Seattle, under 47.5. That's it for me, folks. Thank you so much for taking the time to stop in on this Week 12 show. We're hoping to turn the ship around after a little bit of a down week last week. Let's just get the uh, the rudders pointed in the right direction here, and let's go over 500, well over 500 across the board this week. That's it for me, Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter, fueled as always by the incredible folks at Nerd Tees. Thank you so much for taking the time to stop in, and we will see you again for lucky number 13 in the NFL. Once again, to my American viewers, have a great Thanksgiving weekend. Enjoy your families, enjoy some great food, and enjoy those football games on Thursday as well. We'll see you again for week 13.